Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Wolfpacker Show. Um, I'm Ethan McDowell. I'm your host, and I'm joined as I am every week now by Noah Fleischman, our newest staff writer at thewolfpacker.com. Um, and it's game week once again, short game week. we got a game coming up again on Friday, NC State versus UVA. The Wolfpack are hitting the road for a primetime Friday night matchup. We're going to preview it all. We're going to go through the key matchups, the key numbers to watch in this game, and um, you know, just kind of talk about what we've been hearing over at Unpractice Media Availabilities this week. Um, before we dive into that, just a couple of housekeeping notes. Um, you know, we're both writers for the Wolfpacker.com. It's part of the On3 network, um, the fastest growing um, recruiting network out there. Sports, college sports, recruiting, everything you could ask for all in one place. Um, it's only $1 to subscribe to our premium premium message board, premium recruiting scoops. Uh, you know, uh, Noah had a really good story about a recent men's basketball official visitor. Um he interviewed him, discussed, you know, what, what his weekend at NC State was like. And, um, you know, recruiting, it's a year-round thing now. Um, we post scoops constantly up on there. So go check it out. It's only $1 to join. It um, really, it's hard to get cheaper than that. So please take advantage of that deal. Um, that's thewolfpacker.com. We're on all social medias at thewolfpacker. And um, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're also on all podcast platforms. And if you're listening to us on any of those podcast platforms, we're on YouTube. Please subscribe, leave a rating, a review, five stars, please. It means a lot to us. And um, with all of that said, let's just uh, dive in. Um, And Noah, so UVA, this is a team that um, thanks to your previous job, you've seen a lot of. You've been able to Really, just dive into UVA football early in the season. Um, obviously, we've both been studying up on them this week. Uh, the Cavaliers are 0 3 to start the season. They lost to Tennessee in a blowout. That's not too much of a surprise. Then they lost in um, a dramatic game to JMU, where they blew an 11 point fourth quarter lead. And then um, once again, unraveled in the fourth quarter against Maryland. So there's nothing horrible about horrible about any of those three losses those are three solid teams but this is a winless team on three has them at the bottom of their power rankings and um this on paper is a team that nc state should beat this week right but it's the it's acc football anything can happen if you watched the boston college game last year you know anything can happen in the acc play but no let's just get your initial thoughts on um, the upcoming matchup between nc state and uva yeah, you know, Virginia has definitely had an up-and-down year. I mean, they, they got blown out by Tennessee, as you said. And that JMU game, obviously, since I was there, I covered JMU before, you know, working here. So I was there in person at Scott Stadium, where we'll be on Friday night. And, you know, JMU jumped out to an early lead, 14-0. UVA storms back, takes the lead. Um, and then, you know, the, the lightning delay happens. You know, the same weather that rolled through Raleigh and, and, you know, took out the scoreboard for a little bit. It was the same weather that rolled through Charlottesville. 
And, you know, after that, Jane, you really turned it on after that break, scored 14 unanswered, win the game, you know, 36-35 um, in Charlottesville. And then UVA comes back next week. The following week jumps out to a 14 nothing lead, so changes the script on it. Instead of going down 14, they come out 14 and then didn't score after that and, you know, end up losing, what, 42-14, to I believe. So on the year, they've been outscored 47-3. to in the fourth quarter. So the fourth quarter is not their, not their quarter. And, and that uh, has obviously showed it's a big issue. If you're a team in any level of college football, if you can't score in the fourth quarter, you're going to hard time winning games. Yeah, absolutely. And that creates an interesting dynamic for this one because NC state's been a strong, like starting team this year. They, they've jumped out to some, um, you know, early leads. Um, the offense has been humming early with, you know, those, uh, you know, scripted possessions that Robert and I has drawn up and, um, you know, it just creates a dynamic of, all right, well, you know, if NC State can start strong, this is a team that uh, in UVA that really hasn't finished strong, which, you know, that spells success for the Wolf Pack. Um, one of the biggest storylines for this game is uh, we don't really know who's going to be playing quarterback for UVA. It's um, we can promise you it's the quarterback will be named Tony. Um, but it could either be freshman Tony Calandria, who uh, started against uh, a Ma- Maryland kind of unexpectedly a- after it sounded like Tony Musket, the uh, season opener starter, who um, I believe was injured against Tennessee. Um, we'll get to we'll see if he comes back. They, they haven't shared anything official there. It's a bit of a mystery. Um, Noah, you've seen both quarter quarterbacks a little bit just kind of break down the difference between the two signal callers and um you know how how they could pose threats potentially to nc state's defense yeah you know tony musket is the guy who you know won their job coming out of camp um you know he's the transfer from monmouth you know played well there i think you know he went like 14 and 9 as a starter so it wasn't you know the greatest fcs quarterback but played well enough to to, you know be able to transfer to uva and, and win the job he's from virginia that helped getting him there and and he played you know decent against Tennessee is, I mean, you're playing a top 15 team in the country and, and UVA had, does not have an offensive line. I'm sure we're going to get into that. I mean, their offensive line has not been good at all. So the quarter, whatever quarterback is back there does not have a lot of time to throw the ball. And, and he's not a very mobile quarterback. So when there's not a lot of time, he's not going to, you know, run around and scramble like, you know, a guy like Brendan Armstrong, or we'll talk about Anthony Calandria. He does too. You know, it just, presents a lot of problems and he got hurt, you know, on a sack or not a sack, but a quarterback hit. He got drove to the ground and right on his shoulder and just non-throwing shoulder. And he's been dealing with that ever since. So he missed the JMU game. Anthony Calandria, who came in in relief in Tennessee, but just handed the ball off because they were down by so much, comes in, plays against JMU in his first career start um, and just a second college game and goes and throws for 377 yards, two touchdowns, did throw a pick which was just a great play by JMU safety who basically jumped out of nowhere and made the grab and came in bounce. But he played well, threw the ball really well. Um, he only had two incompletions at halftime. Um, and it was really looking good and then kind of, you know, fell off, you know, in that fourth quarter, um, struggled a little bit, couldn't really get any drives going there. DVA really couldn't get anything going together in that, that fourth quarter. Um, so he's more of a runner, more of a scrambler. He will, if you, if NC State brings pressure, he will run around and escape the pocket and, and still make a play downfield. I mean, we saw it against JMU. He's comfortable doing that. He's comfortable and confident. I mean, they talk about he's from Florida and he, they, they call it like, you know, a moxie just from being from Florida. But no, he's confident. I wouldn't call him cocky. I'd, I'd call him confident. He backed it up. Did not play well against Maryland through three picks on three straight drives in the second half to basically seal their fate. 
Um, but that's a freshman, right? Freshmen are going to make mistakes. He's learning on the fly. Just, you know, as NC State's freshmen are on offense. So I think either one can play. Um, Calendra has shown he can play at the college level. So I don't think that, you know, if he comes in, NC State fans can't, you know, pencil as a win because he's a really good quarterback. And I think both of them, even though they have different skill sets, are kind of both favorable matches, matchups for NC State. Because you have um, Calandra, who, you know, he's a freshman. And um, you saw against Maryland, like he really, it, he unraveled. Like those um, three interceptions in the third one was just a really, really poor decision. And, um, you know, that's not, it, he was on the road. He's a, he's a freshman. Like those mistakes are going to happen. But um, shoot, I mean, when you play against a Tony Gibson defense where you're getting all these different blitz looks and just um, having to stay on your toes constantly, against a uh, um, a really good defensive line that should be able to get a lot of penetration against a not-so-good offensive line, then um, I think you would maybe be on course for a similar outcome to what you saw against Maryland. And then Musket, I mean, he's a pocket passer, and it's a similar sort of deal. If you can't move around against NC State's defense, they're going to hit you. Like, they're going to be able to get into the backfield and um, create some – pressure early and often. Um, so, yes, so regardless of who they play, in-state should have a decent setup there. Uh, elsewhere on UVA's offense, they do have um, two really, really good receivers, um, guys that could probably play just about anywhere in the ACC. Um, first, you have a Malachi Fields, who's a 6'4 receiver, leads the team with 19 receptions, and uh, – He's second on the team with 207 yards. So, yeah, super tall outside receiver who um, poses mismatches for a lot of teams out there. Um, thankfully for NC State, you have tall and physical cornerbacks and um, Shaheen Battle and Aiden White, who is um, expected to return this week unless um, anything happens this week during practice. But um, he's on course to return, so you have an all-ACC cornerback in Aiden White and then Shaheen Battle, who – hasn't allowed a reception this season. He's been um, lights out, and um, that'll be a really interesting physical matchup on the outside that, uh, you know, no one's won a 50-50 ball against Shaheem yet. Um, I bet he'll be tested a little bit um, with um, going up against Fields. And then um, Malik Washington is their uh, 5'8 slot receiver. He's, he's explosive, averaging 16.1 yards per reception. He makes big plays. They're going to get the ball into his hand, let him do do things after the catch and uh, make plays that way. Um, so that's really going to be a matchup of, um, you know, he, he's going to catch passes, but you got to bring him down quick. And, you know, Robert Kennedy, NC State's nickel, has done a good job of that. He's given up a few catches this year. Um, I believe it was, yeah, seven. Uh, or he's been targeted seven times for five completions. On those five receptions, receivers have racked up seven total yards after after the catch that's really good um so if you can limit um washington's um yards after the catch then you're in pretty good shape there um just from what you've seen from what you've read just uh, anywhere else on uva's offense that you see um them posing a challenge to nc state yeah i think you know when you look at their running backs they've got three really skilled running backs. Mike Collins um, is one of them. He's he's the guy who survived the shooting on their campus. And, uh, you know, he came back and he scored a touchdown against JMU in their first home game. He scored two actually in that game. 
Um, you look at him. Kobe Pace is a former Clemson transfer yeah. who followed Tony Elliott to UVA. He is explosive and, and can make plays. He can catch. Um, so, I mean, they've got the players in the backfield that'll, that'll pose, you know, a big threat. And they can also run, uh, you know, pass protect, um, which I think, you know, against NC State's definitely going to be needed if you're, if you're UVA um, just because of how many, you know, linebackers or defensive linemen are going to end up in the backfield. Um, just, you know, on given play. So they're good in pass protection. They're good, you know, be able to catch the ball. I mean, their their running backs are really solid room. I mean, you'd expect that with Tony Elliott, who coaches, who coached the position at Clemson and, and he knows what he's doing. And Kobe Pace is, you know, probably one of the, you know, one of the was I'd say he's one of the top backs in the ACC at one point. He's got the potential to be that. And, and he's definitely, you know, can show that, you know, when you give him play, if you give him space and he can get out and run. Yeah. You know, his stats aren't, eye-popping on the ground, right? Like 3.6 uh, yards per carry right now. But um, when you look at his uh, receiving numbers, is what jumps out to me. He's third on the team in, re- in um, receiving and catches with um, five for 103. Given 75 yards of that came on one play. But, uh, you know, UVA is going to use their um, running backs in the passing game. So that's um, worth keeping an eye out for. And that kind of boils down to – eye discipline, right? You got to keep an eye on those running backs, kind of similar to how NC State has struggled to keep an eye on tight ends. So that's going to be something to watch. And um, we'll have to see how NC State handles that because um, I'm not sure they've really played a team that's used uh, running backs in the passing game as much as Virginia likely will on Friday. All right. And I'm kind of moving over to the defense. Uh, UVA's defensive front, it is absolutely the uh, strength of this unit. And that um, unit is led by um, sixth-year senior uh, Cam Butler. He has 2.5 sacks on the year, um, 19 total tackles at, at coming off the edge. He, he's a player. He's experienced, and um, he is a disruptor in the backfield. Um, he made plays against uh, Tennessee, and um, you know he's, 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 he's going to present some problems for NC State's tackles. Well, it, it'll be a really, really interesting matchup between them and Butler. But um, he's the main guy I'm keeping an eye on um, on that defensive front, but they're kind of good throughout, and they can cause you some issues. Uh, against Maryland, especially, when I went back and watched some of that game, it was really tough to run between the tackles. Uh, I don't know that much about Maryland's offensive line, admittedly, but um, they, when it got down to the red zone, they just weren't really able to get much um, going between the tackles and so Maryland really relied on just um, kind of creating through the passing game. Um, Tagovailoa also ran a little bit from co- the quarterback position. But uh, Noah, just defensively on UVA, um, what, what have you seen from them and um, any players in particular standing out to you? Yeah, as you said, their D-line is definitely the strength of this. You know, I think the strength of their whole team, uh, just because how good they are. They're all, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh-year players. They're all really veteran on that line, so they know what they're doing. Um, you know, a guy like Chico Bennett is another defensive mm-hmm. end for them, and he's been banged up a little bit this year, but he is, like, their go-to, like, you know, prize, I guess, possession, if you want to call it. So maybe that's why you're opening up places for Cam Fuller to get in the backfield because teams are really looking at Chico Bennett and saying, all right, got to shut him down, and it's giving an opportunity on the other side of the line. So, I mean, the D-line, it can get back there and get back there in a hurry. So I think NC State's offensive line is going to get tested. Um, this is a, you know, an offensive line that gave up eight tackles for a loss against VMI. So something to keep an eye on and, and see if, if UVA can, you know, be able to do that, um, tackle behind the line of scrimmage. 
Um, but we'll see. I mean, that, I mean, when you look at UVA secondary, they're all right. They're nothing, nothing, you know, special, nothing fancy. They're your, your average, you know, high level division one secondary, but um, you can, you, a lot of teams in the past have gotten behind them. And, and I think that that's an opportunity for, you know, NC state to exploit. They haven't taken too many shots downfield this year. Robert and I is pretty comfortable in Scott stadium. Maybe they take some shots with Brennan Armstrong. I'm sure we'll talk about that. They, you know, they, they lived on that, you know, playing at UVA. So we'll see what happens. But their secondary is not, nothing special. But that D-line, if they get after the quarterback, it could be a long day for Brennan Armstrong. And I'm sure they want to. He said yesterday that, you know, he knows that they're licking their chops. They never got to hit him in practice. So this is their opportunity to try to go after him. Yeah, thanks for bringing up Chico. He's, he's a really good player. And he's going to – he's another disruptor potentially to, to keep an eye on. Um, kind of in that secondary, did want to mention um, Jonas um, Sanker. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. My apologies if it's not Jonas. But um, he's he leads the team in tackles with 28 and pass breakups with four. And um, he's kind of emerging in his second year starting as, as a really, really productive defensive back. He plays primarily in the box. Um, so he's going to be helping out a lot in run support, grades out really well in that area. So um, he's just someone to keep an eye on there. All right. And then kind of the last big storyline we, we, I wanted to touch on, Noah, you kind of mentioned it, was um, this is Brennan's Armstrong, Brennan Armstrong's big return to UVA. I mean, I mean, he set so many records there. Just absolutely <laughs> demolished the Virginia record books. Um, 9,034 career passing yards um, with the Cavaliers. So, you know, he's someone that was beloved for five seasons there. And um, I, I don't think this is a deal where he's going to get like boot or anything for transferring. Cause I think, I think he has a pretty, uh, I, th- I think UVA fans know what he brought to that team and um, you know, what he a- added to that program, but uh, it's going to be an emotional return. Uh, I, I think he, Brennan hasn't really, um, he's kind of downplayed it this week. But, um, I, I mean, shoot, ever, anywhere you've played for five years and you come back, of course it's going to be emotional. And, of course, it's the his first time um, back playing a game since the tragic shooting. Um, he said he ha- has um, um, plans to honor um, the victims of that tragic shooting um, on game day, but he's going to wait to, um, you know, unveil those until he's at the game. But, uh, yeah, and also want to um, shout out our um, – our friend um, Jaden at the News and Observer, um, she wrote an awesome story on um, Armstrong's return to UVA. Please go check that story out as well. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it's any sort of concern of where he'll, whether he'll be distracted by the return. I Like Coach Dorn said, he's a competitor. He's going there to win a football game. Armstrong basically said has said the same himself. But, um, you know, it, I'm sure it'll be a cool and kind of emotional moment for him. Probably for offensive coordinator Robert and I too, so we'll just um, we'll see how that goes and uh, big moment for both of them. All right, and um, we're gonna come back with a little bit more analysis and some predictions and over unders and all that fun stuff. But um, first, want to um, give a shout out to our sponsor Game Time. The uh, Game Time app is a um, ticket buying and selling marketplace. Uh, no, if you're like me, I always wait for the last minute to get tickets. And, um, you know, with some other sites that can get you in trouble with prices, really not game time. Like you can pretty much up until kickoff or the start of whatever contest, you can find tickets um, for, you know, affordable prices 
Um, very easy to use app. Um, it's, you know, the Game Time app on all app stores, or you can look at it online on gametime.co. That's not .com, that's .co. And um, one of the coolest things, by far my favorite thing about Game Time is just how, um, you know, I'll hold up the app for those watching on YouTube. But if you look and see, they have the seat view. So you can see exactly the view from where you'll be sitting in the stadium. It's um, it's pretty cool. Usually when I'm buying tickets, I have to go and look at, you know, another site to see the seat view. And this puts it all in one place. And that's really helpful. So go download the Game Time app um, and use code WOLFPACK for a discount on your first purchase. That's all caps WOLFPACK for a discount on your first purchase. I believe it's $20 off, but I might be wrong on that. Anyways, it's a sizable discount on whatever your first purchase is on the Game Time app or gametime.co. All right, jumping right back into it, Noah. Um, so we've gone through both sides of the ball. Uh, before the break, I did want to mention um, special teams. I mean, shoot, NC State special teams, they were good last year. They are even better this year just um, in the way that you know, Julian Gray has just provided just an electric spark um, as a kick returner. And um, Jalen Coit, you know, really just picked up where Thayer left off and has been a difference maker for this team. Um, so here's a couple stats for you. UVA so far this season is giving up 31.8 kick return yards per attempt and 24.6 punt return yards per attempt. For Gray and Coit, who are both uh, in the top 10 of their respective uh, uh, rankings for yards per attempt, I mean, shoot, and number one in the ACC, I believe, for both of them, they have to be seeing those numbers like, oh, man. Like, oh, man, we're going to have some opportunities on Friday, right? They have to be excited about that. And, uh, you know, um, Jalen, we spoke to him this week during media availability. He said um, he, he was kind of um, – now, jokingly frustrated that um, Julian got in the end zone before he did. So um, I, I think uh, Jalen's motivated to go get himself a touchdown on a punt return. So that'll be interesting to see. And um, something I've noticed just from re-watching the early games is I'll say like NC State's getting close to a punt block. They've been really close on a few attempts this year. Um, they're bringing pressure. And uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen this game, but at some point this season, I think they'll break through block upon and change and the special teams will continue to change the game but um all right so that's enough preview talk let's get into some predictions noah you know just break it down 100 percent accurate prediction here how is the nc state versus uva game going to go friday night well i'll tell you this i think they're blocking a punt um you know james you james you when they played a blocked a punt for a touchdown so it's possible they had UVA punting at their end zone, blocked it, and covered it, touchdown. So I'll, I'll say that now. I'll say they'll block a punt unless UVA got their punt coverage team figured out a little bit. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think that this game, you know, NC State is a nine-point favorite, nine-and-a-half-point favorite right now. Um, I'd say the final score, if you wanted a final score, it's 31-10 Wolfpack. I do think, you know, UVA will be able to, you know, put points on the board. But I think that, you know, NC State will be able to strike early and, and just keep it rolling after that. 31-10. And Brennan Armstrong, if you want me to predict, I'll say he throws for 345 and two touchdowns. Wow. wow. Okay. So those are some big time passing numbers. Yeah, I'll but, say he'll go out, he'll go out, you know, blazing there. You know, I, I think that's a safe pick. 
Like I, 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 I really like how NC State's receivers match up against um UVA secondary. They're the Virginia slot corner. Hold on, I have his name here. Um, Tavon Kyle is um he's off to kind of a rocky start this season, and his PFF um tackling grade is well below average, and he's allowing a decent amount of yards after the catch. And man, huh, you match up against um Kevin Concepcion and. It, you, you might be in trouble there because he's been really hard to tackle, really hard to keep track of for um, opposing secondaries this year. So um, my bold prediction is that um, KC gets into the end zone. I think we, we're talking about it every week at this point. Like he, he catches so many passes. Eventually one of them will be in the end zone. But um, we're, it's going to happen this week is what I'm going to say. And um, I think this will be another one, like, like we alluded to earlier in the show. I think NC State will start strong. Um, I think they'll get, jump out to an early lead and kind of just uh, you know, maintain that. And then may, like maybe they get a, a that special teams or defensive touchdown like in the second half that kind of just blows it open. And then they're kind of, um, you know, not coasting, but in good shape from there. Um, my final score prediction is very similar. I had it as um, 31-13. So I do think UVA will get on the board a couple of times. Um, but in-state will hold them the field goals and they will capitalize and get into the end zone. And um, all right. So you already gave us the uh, over under on um, Brennan Armstrong's passing yards. Uh, let's go r- rushing yards in general, just over, over, under, like let's say 175 against UVA. I mean, UVA has got a good defensive line. And if I'm saying that Brennan Armstrong's done for, you know, over 300, I'm going to take the under. On that, I think, you know, if they're throwing the ball that much, not going to run for, you know, 200 yards. So I'll take the under, but I don't think it's going to – I think, you know, they'll be at like 150 maybe as a team. I think, you know, you have a lot of guys around, you know, 40, 50 yards carrying, and, and like that'll get the job done against against UVA. Yeah, I, I, I'm taking the under there too. I mean, if you look at where Maryland really thrived, it was um, Tagovailoa, like, extending plays with his feet, whether that was scrambling out of the pocket – and, um, you know, finding a receiver who was able to create separation or, you know, making plays with his legs and picking up um, first downs that way. Uh, he, he had some success in that area, and I think Brennan will too. I think this is another game where you could see Brennan leading the team in rushing yards again. Um, I do want to point out we're a quarter of the way through the season. My big, bold take in the preseason show, no, I know you weren't here for it, but my big, bold take was that Brennan Armstrong would lead this team in rushing. And, hey – through a quarter of the season, I'm right. So we'll see if that holds up. But um, yeah, so I'll take the under on the rushing yards. But uh, I don't think it'll be, I think it'll be more of a game plan choice maybe than just, um, you know, running a billion times into that defensive front and getting swallowed up. <laughs> um, let's go over under uh, one and a half forced turnovers by NC State. They have a turnover differential of zero this year. They've created three turnovers, two picks, and a fumble recovery. Um, do you see them creating more than one and a half turnovers or less? I'll say if, if Anthony Colanger is the quarterback, over. If Tony Muskett's the quarterback, under. I'll tell you that way. If the veterans are the quarterback, I think he makes the right decisions and doesn't turn the ball. Maybe he turns it over once, but that's it. If Colanger's there and they have to throw the ball a lot of times if they're down, I, I think that I think you take the, the over on him. Yeah. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the over either way. I think it's gonna be a um, rough night for UVA's offense. 
um, get a couple big plays to maybe, you know, get into opposing territory. But I think there's going to be a lot of drives where there's just a lot of pressure in the face of the quarterback and it just doesn't go too well for them. All right. And um, let's pick the spread here. It's nine and a half right now. That's a, that's a hefty road favorite for um, NC state. So um, you, you, you already gave out your score predictions. Do you believe they're going to cover pretty comfortably here? Yeah, it's a cover. I mean, you know, they're a nine and a half point favorite. Thirty-one ten is a twenty-one point win, so I think it's it's easy there. And you know, the over/under is right around forty something too, so that could be close there too. So you think Las Vegas? They tend to be right a lot of times. They don't expect they expect NC State to score a lot, but they don't expect uh, UVA to. Awesome. And um, who's going to lead NC State in receiving? Yeah, you know, I think you know. KC has been a guy who's been all over the field, right? He leads the country in receptions or second in the country receptions as a freshman at the FBS level, you know, and if you look at his targets, he's got double the most of the next guy on the team. He's got 24 targets. The next one is Bradley Rosner at 10, at 12 or Porter Brooks at 12. So I think he's the easy pick, but give me Bradley Rosner with a big catch down the field and he'll lead the team in receiving. I like it. Yeah. Bradley's been, he's starting to emerge. You know, he was someone, he, he arrived um, like a couple days before fall camp, right? Like I talked to him shortly after he committed to NC state. And while we were on the phone, he got his, um, he got his acceptance into NC state. And then, um, and then he was like, all right, well, I'm moving this weekend. So he, um, it was a quick turnaround for him. And, you know, it, coach Doran has talked a few times about him and just, just as like, just effusively praised just like his maturity as you know he is um 25 years old i believe so um the eighth year um college <laughs> senior so he's um he's really starting to come into his own he's got two touchdowns in the past two games and uh, i think that's a good pick i'm excited to see how his role continues to emerge i'm gonna take casey just because you know he is i think pretty clearly brennan armstrong's number one receiver as as a as a freshman, which is encouraging to see, exciting for Wolfpack fans. Um, you know, it's it's been a it's been a little while since you've had a freshman receiver come in and make like an instant impact like that. So, man, that, that that's cool to see. All right, well, I believe that is pretty much a wrap on our show today. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I'm Ethan McDowell, and I'm with Noah Fleischman. Um, hey, we're hitting the road Friday. We're going to be there um, getting the Charlottesville nice and early. We'll have full pregame coverage. Um, make sure you check that out over on thewolfpacker.com. Um, follow us both on Twitter as well. You can find us at, at thewolfpacker on Twitter, and you can find both of our personal accounts through that feed quite easily. Um, subscribe, please. It is only $1. That's it, $1. doesn't get cheaper than that to join our website for um, you know, premium access to a team, um, football and basketball, men's and women's hoops, wrestling content is going to start up pretty soon again, and um, you know we're just going to have a whole lot of fun stuff. Um, we, we've got more content going up on the Wolfpacker right now than I think um, we've had maybe ever. So you know, go, go read Noah and I's writing. We're excited about it. Um, again, one dollar on thewolfpacker.com, and again. Shout out to our sponsor, the Game Time app. Go buy your tickets for um, the NC State Louisville game. It, you can find them on there. You can see exactly where you'd be sitting. 
And um, yeah, and use code Wolfpack for um, your first purchase. All right, I'm Ethan with Noah, and uh, we'll talk to you after the game.